It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And fellas, I'm I'm feeling some tension. I'm feeling some stress. I'm feeling some nerves about the state of this Ravens season. We did not do an instant analysis podcast. Uh, apologies to the listeners for that. Some scheduling snafus. Um, but we are back here, so we're breaking it all down from Ravens-Browns on Saturday night and really the after three-day, I guess, aftermath after this one that has let, let, left some concerned, some resilient. There's 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 people in the Ravens facility. We're not sure. You know, we got we got Tyus Bowser apologizing for Instagram posts. We've got Sammy Watkins back on the team. We've got, you know, Lamar Jackson probably still not healthy. We will see. We've got a variety of things going on. Banks, you were on Twitter Saturday night, Sunday, seemingly trying to be the voice of calm, the voice of reason, which many times you are, mm. at least more than many others were. How do you feel now on Tuesday? Outside of the fact that you're staring down like a 14-hour drive tomorrow. Outside of that, how are you feeling about the Ravens coming into Christmas Eve, playing Desmond Ritter at 9-5 and with seemingly the season on the line, even though it's not clearly on the line, but seemingly with the season on the line at home? You're changing the question like as just on the fly here i've i feel like i have five different questions to answer i'm not well, there's a good. lot of there there are a lot of different questions to answer right now so probably there are a lot of questions up. and there are very few answers uh i don't feel good taylor doesn't feel good saturday night didn't feel good today didn't feel good losing devin duvernay um twitter's a fucking firestorm more than usual awful. it's awful um i'll get thanks, to Elon. probably dive into that more yeah thanks a lot um the loss, I mean, let's start with the loss. That loss stunk. That was a trash performance. That was so sloppy. That was so poorly coached. It was ill-prepared. It was disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm almost at a loss of words three days later. And um, you can't expect your team to come out on the road with a backup quarterback and fire on all cylinders. But this is a sign of a pattern for weeks now, offensively, the offense is just in absolute shambles, or at least the passing game as can be expected is absolute diarrhea right now. Diarrhea. It's just wet poop. Um, the run game is there. I mean, the numbers are there. They're shoving it right down people's throats and, that is part of what makes Saturday so frustrating is because there was a pathway to win that football game and it was to run the football and then run it and then run it some more. There were a handful of plays and I, I blogged this on Sunday. There's a handful of plays. And I think if they just avoid fucking up two of them, just avoid it twice, they probably go on to win the football game. You got the, the like annual shocking miss of a field goal by Justin Tucker. That one we forgive. It comes around every year. You hope it doesn't come at a bad time. Um, there's probably going to be worse occasions for him to miss where he's going to make it this year. He already has. Justin Tucker, obviously very forgiven. The block kick, <clears throat> that's another example, but out of his control. That just sucks. That happens in football. Sometimes it happened to the Steelers the week before. Um, 
The other three, a Demarcus Robinson fumble, especially after he fumbled on the first drive of the game, which is absolute carelessness with the football. And he was careless with it again and was not stripped at another point. And then he Mm -hmm. actually kind of protected the football a little bit. And then as soon as he felt like the danger had kind of eased off of him a little bit, there comes the, the punch out. But there's no excuse for anybody who's fumbled the way that he fumbled the first time to fumble again in that football game. So that's another example. The Tyler Huntley interception on the slant is baffling on a lot of fronts. It's a bad throw by Huntley. It's thrown to a player who should never be running that route in that given spot. There's a deeper issue at hand that is just a discussion that's been ongoing for 25 years in Baltimore, just about receivers as a whole. Um, but obviously the passing games in shambles. But if we can just not throw that interception and just take the three points there, then something different might happen. Who knows? <clears throat> and then the last one is, and this was actually the first one of the game, was the opening drive, Patrick Ricard, fourth and one. Um, hell of a play by, by uh, I think it's John Johnson, to knock him back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's hell of a play by him, but um, QB sneak. I don't know how much people have to just yell that on Twitter. There's okay. People yelled on Twitter for a good five, six years. We're talking about general NFL football, Twitter about the fade route, the goal line fade route. And people yelled and screamed about it for a long time. And it kind of went away. It's gone. Twitter won that one. It's time for NFL Twitter to win the QB sneak thing. Everybody should be QB sneaking on on fourth and short. We somehow find a way to fail it more than most, but it's still the most effective way to just simply get a yard. And Tyler Huntley's done that better than the Lamar Jackson has. But he should have done it there on Sunday or Saturday night. So all those things together, I mean, there's an argument to be made that we should be taking the three points there, but still, we do any of those things and we're not in scramble mode early in the fourth quarter. And this is where a ton more frustration comes in. We're not in a panic position where we're throwing the football the entire fourth quarter. We're right there in the game and we do the things we need to do and we probably win that game. So this was a game where a lot of flaws were exposed in a big way and things that people have been screaming and whining about on Twitter for weeks, they finally had their day to just go for it, you know, and just really let loose. And a lot of those things are valid. I mean, the wide receiver situation for this particular season, it should have been supplemented behind Bateman. There's no question about that. He's already injured early in his career. They trade Hollywood Brown. So they've got Rashad Bateman, who's up and coming. I love him as a player. He's got great ability. He hasn't proven all that much in the league. It was a risk and a bad risk to think that he was going to be able to carry receiving core, especially when there's no promise that he was going to be healthy. So when he goes down, I the, mean, the, the fact that they failed, they fa- they failed with the receiver. They, they failed. failed. They, they failed. failed. They failed. It would because, look like because, less of a failure if he was healthy, but that's part of the issue is just you can't take that risk. They also there was there was no there was no steady hand behind him to you know 
take any of the pressure off of the fact that despite the fact he's a second year player, everybody else was also a very unproven commodity in terms of who they were going to put behind David Duvernay say what you want was an unproven commodity. James Prochet, all these other guys, totally unproven commodities, despite the, the training camp hype or the preseason hype or the like, let's watch four highlights of his college career and get really excited. that This is a Raven steal. Like ultimately these people are like fifth, sixth, seventh round picks. Maybe they hit, maybe you get Stefan Diggs in the fourth, fifth round, whatever. Most of the time you do not. So like the fact that that was the level of receiver behind him and there were no, you know, veterans brought in. And it's easy to say this now, but it now is a incredibly glaring issue, as you said, and is not necessarily, you know, the reason why they lose the game on Sunday, but in a situation where they got behind and they wanted to pivot away from the running game for whatever reason, there was no one out there that was like the adult in the room at the receiver position who was like, no, just like, I'm going to go get down the field and Tyler Huntley is going to be able to deliver me the ball and I'm just going to do what I have to do with it. There's just, there's no Steve Smith. There's no Anquan Bolden. There's no take your pick. Michael Crabtree. There's no like take your pick of a guy that is like proven to be a pass catching man. If like Marcus Robinson is not James Prochet is not anybody else. They've pretty much put on the field this year is not. Well, you know, we'll get to Sammy Watkins at some point, but as you said, there's a lot of reasons why they lost the game on Saturday, but like this is all of these issues, as you said, are now coming to roost. There's issues getting exposed. And, you know, I think of all of the we've done, I think we've for all, for the most part done a lot of like, hey, like s- don't totally like throw Greg Roman into a volcano every single week. Like it gets a little bit ridiculous. But in this particular game with the conditions, the way they were and everything, I think anybody would have been fine despite the fact that they were behind with him going down, running the ball 45 times. Yes, you have to like vary it up and you can't just line up and hope to run. But in a situation where Tyler Huntley is just kind of fine anyway, and he has nobody to throw to in those conditions, as you said, that's a poorly coached game. Like you've, you know, somebody's got to make a decision on the sideline or in the booth that like they, we have no passing game. We just don't have it. Like we, you know, you hope to have it. You hope that you can be balanced. And they were super balanced. They threw it 30 times and ran it 28 times. And in a normal situation, you know, that would be good. Like you would like that kind of balance when you're averaging 7.1 yards a carry. You'd think you're on your way to having a great offensive day if maybe you have that much balance. But at, at a certain point, like they just don't have it. And the question becomes like, are they ever going to have any semblance of a passing game? Because at a certain point, the Browns are a t- the Browns are the worst rush defense in the league. But when you play somebody that's better, you're going to eventually have to throw it. And they are at this point have no ability to throw it. So, you know, and I know Mark Andrews is there too. I know it's not all wide receivers, but they are, you know, they offensively have some huge questions and it just shows you how Lamar Jackson dependent some of the things that they do are because that allows them to open some more things up, but you know, how much more would a Lamar, we've seen Lamar in those type of conditions in Buffalo in the playoffs. He was terrible. So would he have been, he would have been a better option, obviously in that game, but I don't know. It's, it's, they have some offensive concerns that come from both coaching decisions that they made and person coaching decisions they made on Saturday and personnel decisions they've made over the past couple of years. So, and now Pete, now it's a fever pitch. Now it's, you know, I mean, you're right. You guys are both right. Twitter is insufferable. Like, I mean, this is an insufferable time. And if the team is nine and five, um, I was like talking to a friend today who was like, at least you're still nine and five. I was like, 
Not a bad point, but yeah. it feels like nine and five fading, not nine and five rising. And that's a very tense position for everybody to be in. There's a vantage point for you to t- like, it's there for you to think about, okay, two divisional road games and you're stuck with your backup quarterback. You hope to go one-on-one in that scenario. And that's what we yep. did, but there's just no good taste that's left in your mouth with the way they're playing. And that's kind of the identity with the way that they're trying to win football games. There is no, and we we do this every week. Oh, this is a get right game. There's no such thing as a get right or an impressive win when your identity is to just smother teams with defense, run the football and hope to hit a pass or two throughout the game. There's just no way to do it. And when you lose, it looks really bad. And when you do, you fail to do really simple football things like protect the football, miss kicks, fail fourth downs, um, botched snaps. Like there was a third down with Duvernay on a, on a jet sweep. I feel like we do that once a, at least once a month now, like just those types of things. Like you, you just no margin for error. It's, Basically, when you do that for both teams, your opponent and you, you're just decreasing the margin of error, and it's whoever makes the more the more mistakes is going to lose. And that's we were just so sloppy on on Saturday. So the the funny uh, part is you have a fan base that's sort of conditioned to appreciate winning games that way. That like built that you would th- you would uh, you would think, and maybe maybe there are some you know, people out there that need to be a little more, but as you said, you can do that to a point, but the problem is, as you said, Banks, when you lose the game, the way they did, where there was poor decision-making sloppy play, that's the stuff you can, that's the stuff that as a fan, it's hard to tolerate. And I think Ravens fans, I would think based on the history of the franchise would be fine with the overall identity, but that identity comes with being very sound and all the different things. And, you know, coaching you know being really sound inspection as you said you know there's inevitably a time where justin tucker misses a couple kicks i mean the guy bails the team out every other week so you can't be mad at that but execute on special teams not turning the ball over you know punching the ball and you know when you get down the red zone you're gonna have to do those things if you're gonna win this way and they're able to do enough of that against pittsburgh to get a win and couldn't do enough of that against cleveland and now the you know we saddle up again for what will I'm sure be another ugly game against a team in Atlanta that does not have a lot offensively. And you know the question is, can the Ravens break out of some sort of funk and just put? It feels like if they could just get to twenty, they're going to have a good chance to win any game at this point. If you could just get to twenty, you know, you're going to have a good chance to beat the Falcons. But can they get to twenty? We shall see. And I mean, like you said, it's, it's going to be an ugly game just because I think of who's on the other side and not an ugly game like, oh, it's going to be two good defenses just because, again, I don't I think because and again, it's it's Tuesday night. We still have no idea what's what's going on with Lamar. He didn't practice today. The rumor last week, I think, from Shefty and them was that the Christmas Eve game he was going to play in. When when is he going to have to practice to to be to you know, play? Is it going to be tomorrow? Is it going to be Thursday? Like so, so that's something to keep an eye on too. Um, and then, I mean, we'll talk about some of the other injuries too. But even though he, I think he was bad in the game, and this is no stats to back it up. It was just my eyes. Marcus Peters, that's you know, I mean, that's a decent size loss too with that calf strain, I think. And then um, Clay's Campbell with his knee. You know, those are that's I think that's the big one to worry about. Um, the big guy right in the middle. So, you know, again, another week where it's just injuries are going to are going to be a big story and like you said I mean if it's Huntley versus Desmond Ritter 
I, you know, I don't know, I guess advantage Huntley because again, we've seen him be flawed and, and some of the, some of the takes are being walked back from last year where it's like, you know, Oh, well maybe you can trade Lamar and, and keep Huntley. And it's like, well now I don't think that's the deal. Um, but yeah, it was ugly last week. Um, and again, all these stats that I was seeing on that, that Saturday night. And again, I'm sure you guys saw them. Ravens were the first team, uh, to, since 2012, uh, um, rush for 200 yards or more and score three points or fewer. Uh, Gus and JK through three quarters, 19 carries, 176 yards. Fourth quarter, Dobbins obviously zero carries. Edwards one for four. Um, yeah, and then Warren Sharp that said this game has been a Greg Roman special. Running backs are averaging 8.7. Uh, yet Huntley has 28 attempts. They're only averaging 4.8 yards a pass. First worst run defense in the NFL since at least 2000. That's insane. And I, I know that they were down 10 and, you know, they, they, they needed, they needed to be able to, you know, try and pass the ball, but it's just like, thanks. I, I don't remember what game it was when you said it, but you were like, this is a game where we can't go away from the run. It may have been the Pittsburgh game. I don't know, but you were just like, you know, we can't go away from the run, even if you get down. And I think that's exactly what the fourth quarter was like. I mean, Dobbins looked awesome and yes, he doesn't still look right. He's not a hundred percent. That left leg is still dragging, but he was awesome. Again, it's like run those guys until and and you know, till you can't run them anymore. I think. I mean, that was just a very weird game. Again, ugly game, gross, and and Cleveland had more than enough offense to to pull it out. And and I thought they they looked like a much better team than the Ravens did on on Saturday. But again, nine and five. I mean, I think they're the top wild card seed right now, and you know, a decent chance to get win number ten, which I think. If they win, I think if they win, they clinch a playoff spot, correct? <clears throat> they need a Jets loss and a Dolphins loss, I think. There's a couple other scenarios, too. There's yeah, also a scenario Jets. where they could lose and seven other things have to happen. They could still clinch. And, but and They can get in. Yeah. yeah. So, again, I mean, there, there's a decent chance that they'll win on Saturday. I mean, because I, I haven't looked at the line or anything. I'm assuming they're favorites. It's at home. Again, oh, they're yeah. going against the guy like making his – Seven and a half point favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, again, it's – things that th- – Things are not all doom and gloom like they seem on Twitter. Um, again, I mean, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't think this is a Super Bowl team. In light, like we've seen, I mean, with with this offense, I don't think anyone can be confident with them going up against the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Chiefs. You know, that wasn't the case a couple of weeks ago where you were like, yeah, you know, the defense is playing well, the offense is playing well enough, and now it's like, you know, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I'm, it, it's going to be tough sledding for them in in the playoffs. I think that they can beat those teams on on a given day, but there's it's just not a sustainable way to to plow through on a run. You just can't go on a run playing this style of football. Yeah, because it eventually just catches up to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just gonna stop somewhere. Correct. You have you have to be able to score a little bit more. I mean, Especially it's the it's the Titans in twenty nineteen quotes today's NFL quote quote today's it's NFL the Titans in 2019 where they went to Baltimore and won had relied on the running game or they they went to New England and won relied on the running game went to Baltimore won relied on the running game went to Kansas City was up they were up I think 14 to 7 or, or 10 10 3 or something like that relied on the no, running game dude it was like 24 nothing wasn't it no 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 that was the, that was the Texans game it wasn't they were up okay. it wasn't that bad <laughs> it wasn't 24 um but yeah, they were, I mean, they were up. And then again, it's like when the wave of offense comes, you're going to have to be able to withstand it and then put an offense together. And if you can't pass the ball, and again, I mean, it's, it's clear that, that Andrews is not healthy. Um, 
Yeah, he just I hasn't was gonna, looked the same. I was gonna say we haven't been able either defenses have caught on how we're how we've been able to get him open and get the ball to him and taking that away from him, or he's just not himself because he's not mm-hmm. producing, he's not getting even targets or opportunities the way that because when Lamar went down last year, Huntley leaned on Andrews even more than Lamar did. So mm-hmm. and that's usually because again, I have him in fantasy. I, I've been picking him in DraftKings and stuff like that. My thought is like, okay, when a backup or a rookie comes in, pick a tight end because again, it's kind of like a safety blanket. They know where they're going to be. They're not running these long patterns down the field. So again, it's like, that's why it made sense last year when Huntley was relying on Andrews a lot. So I figured it would be the same thing once Huntley came in this year and that's not how it went at all. And, and so again, it may be a combination of both. Maybe guys have caught on, maybe teams have caught on. And again, maybe he's still just not right. And again, it's like likely is not getting really any of the looks. And and like you said, I mean, other than that, the guys that you were naming, the DeMarcus Robinsons, the Duvernay is now done for the year. Josh Oliver, like those guys don't scare you. There's nothing there that puts any any semblance of like, oh shit, we got we got to make sure this guy's covered. They're just not there. Like no one's afraid of no one is afraid of um um uh Deshaun Jackson, like you said, outbodying them on a slant on the on the, the five yard line. It's tough. It's tough sledding right now for what they're trying to do. Yeah. And uh <clears throat> the press conference yesterday that okay, there, we could talk about that a little bit. There it is insanity that people thought that John Harbaugh was going to show up to the microphone at his weekly press conference at three 30 and just say, Hey guys, want to let you know that we just let Greg Roman go. We'll be putting blank in as offensive coordinator in week 15 of the NFL season as we're fighting for a playoff spot with a backup quarterback. Yeah. In place. He's not going anywhere. I don't understand why people keep thinking this is going to happen every week. It's not happening. The yeah. Guys I, offensive coordinator until the end of the year. I'm prepared for him to go. Like I'm I've reached that point. It's stale, it's not working, something has to change. That's where you start making those changes. But right now to bring somebody else in when you've got a backup quarterback and then when you've got when Lamar gets back in the mix, you got to try to like teach him and get him reps in that whole situation when his knee's not right. Like it's just not a viable situation to it's just not an option. So John Harbaugh goes to the mic and what, I mean, what's he going to say? Is he going to say, well, this guy, I'm, I'm stuck with this guy. I can't fire him. Like, no, he's got to back him up and say, he's got our full support. The guys in our locker room fully support this guy. It's the only way to keep a cohesive locker room. And there's probably there. I mean, there's probably some discontent in the locker room about the performances and that might, you know, a lot of whispers behind backs. I don't know, but there's, it's the only way to go about it. It's the only option. So people came into that press conference wanting one thing and got so disappointed when Craig Roman still had his job at the end of John Harbaugh talking for 15 minutes to the media. It's just, that was the peak. It was worse than actually the night when they lost. I thought it was insane. And I've just sat there. There's nothing for me to contribute to the conversation. Cause I like, I'm at the point where I like, I get it. The offense stinks. Something has to change. 
you can't you can't just make that change now. You can't just blindly fire people and just you know expect that it's just gonna boom. This is a well, better situation. Everyone, like it's just not the way things work. Everyone wants it because of what happened in 2012. You know, sure. Like, oh well, we fired we fired Cam Cameron, and then you know you end up winning the Super Bowl, and it's like, well, again, that's that was a once in a lifetime team that went on a once in a lifetime run. Like that's not you can't just you can't just fire your offensive coordinator in week 14 or 15 or whatever it is. Yeah. Offensive coordinator coming yeah, with into a backup with, with a backup Bolden and Torrey Smith and Jacoby Jones and yeah. Dennis Pitta and a good offensive line and Joe Flacco and, and Ray Lewis mm-hmm. coming off of injury and Terrell Suggs coming off of injury, like all kinds of things, reasons why that bad situation became good situation. <laughs> well, again, but people see that and go, well, we've done it before. We can just do it again. And it's like, no, you, you can't, that's, it's not how it works. It's not Madden. You can't just turn it on and you go, you know, and you're good to go from there. Now, but with that again, said, I mean, what was? Yeah, go ahead. No, I was I was gonna say what fueled all that stuff was the 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 notes at the castle, the Ty Spouser Instagram story. Sure. Bizarre. Which we Weird. have to. I mean, we have to get into that. I don't there, know what there to say about it. A lot of conspiracy it. theories. A lot of dumb it's, shit shows up on Instagram stories. Well, I thought number one that it was wild that a player posted it, and he obviously came out today and was like, "Yeah, I shouldn't have done that." I mean, you know, whether he. I don't know what he, he, you know, he probably saw it and just took picture or took a video. I was like, oh, you know, this, this is wild. Cause there were people who were like, oh, look, Bowser wants Greg Roman fired. Like, I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think Greg, you know, Tyus Bowser's walking around with fire Greg Roman, you know, thoughts going through his head. But just the fact that he shared that and it looked like he was putting his support behind it, like it was, it was just a very bizarre thing. And like, who left the notes? How'd they get there? So I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's all, it just added into the weird Twitter week. Like that was everything with the Ravens. Can I just say this? If you, and, and maybe this is, look, people can express their fandom in any way you want. If you're like driving to the Ravens facility and putting fire Greg Roman pieces of paper outside, I personally think you need to reevaluate your priorities, no matter what you think of Greg yes. Roman. That is yeah. a, I mean, that is a very interesting life decision to make. Right. <laughs> if there. you're willing to trespass and get arrested, to drop some pieces of paper on the ground. But again, I saw people being like, we have to review the handwriting. Somebody look at Lamar's signatures. How does he write his E? It looks kind of the same. And like, they were serious. And it's like, no, what is going on? And then like, serious. <laughs> you had people being I'll like, I'll stand up for a couple people that were doing that. I, they were not serious. Well, they were, they were funny, but there was no, there was one that I saw that was like, I don't know. Lamar's E looks similar. And like, they had pictures of his autograph and shit like that. But then there was one guy, I don't I don't know who it was, but they were like, none of the paper. It was windy that night. It was cold. None of the papers were turned over. Like, wouldn't they have been flipped up? Wouldn't the wind have taken them somewhere? And, like, there was some real, like, CSI uh, Owings Mills shit, like, going on. And people were trying to, to break it all down. Again, it's just an insane, incredible thing that a, an NFL football coach had to, like, answer a question about being like, yeah, I don't know, you know. And then, and then what did people, people were getting mad that, that Harbaugh called the fans. What is it? The people at the end of the bar or something? End of the bar chats belong at the end of the bar or something like that. He's right. I mean, <laughs> it's a stupid thing for him to say. He said a handful of dumb things in that press conference. It's, there's a little bit of a read the room element for John Harbaugh there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm like, I kind of said before, I'm all for him trying to, to keep the calm and uh, 
portray a positive message and say that we're working on things and trying to get better. Cause it, it, at the end of the day, it's like what you got to do. Like it's, that's what they're doing. So, but there is an element where it's like, Hey, you're just kind of stoking the flames of the fan base that is at an all time fever right now. The, the one quote that he had where I think someone asked him about, about running the ball and he was like, well, running the ball takes time off the clock. Yeah. It wasn't like, a- yeah, but so do so do completing four yard passes like what like yeah, what, yeah what, what are you trying to some of the quotes were just like come on man like because he he seems like a guy who who he always has to be the smartest guy in the room and like he has to his answers always have to like knock your socks off and it's again like sometimes it's okay to be like hey you know what probably should have ran run jk a little more like that's you know watching the game tape back yeah we should have done that gus could have should have had a couple more carries Something like that, where it's like, you don't have to, I, I don't know. It, it was kind of bizarre the way that, that he handled it. But again, that seems like how he's always been. So, and again, that did not help feed into the angry mob on Twitter. So. What's your guys' favorite angry mob thing you've seen? Seems like you like the an- analyzing of the handwriting. I, I, I liked, because again, someone tweeted out from the account, like, give us your top five people who you think did it a lot of jake luke's on there a lot of jake luke's um <laughs> and it was funny because someone was like this looks like it was at the castle and jake tweeted something and we love jake i love jake so much but someone tweeted something jake tweeted something it was like well actually like to get to the castle like you could realistically like hang out in the woods for a little bit and then like make this big wide turn up and around the corner and someone was like you seem to know a lot about this and he was just like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have gone into detail like that. <laughs> a lot of, yeah, I'll just say a lot of Jake Luke's on those top five lists. That that was my favorite thing. Seeing all the, seeing all the. Someone said like, oh, I think it was Wink Martindale. I don't think Wink gives a shit. Like, what does Wink care? So yeah, I don't think he does either. The uh, the got Mark Tressman video got away with he made pass interference to win a giant game on Sunday, Mister Wink. Mark, the Mark Tressman, and then someone Mark called Tressman him Mark Tress, Tressman, was, which was also good. It was yeah. Did, Taylor, did you see this? Jake, I did not. That was a good oh. video. I. It hurts me to say that. It made me laugh. <laughs> Just <laughs> even the concept of it. Uh, uh, sometimes you got to go backwards to go forwards, and it was just like Mark Tressman in Ravens, <laughs> like in Ravens. Mark Tressman for OC. <laughs> Do you guys know Mark Tressman's last coaching job? Uh, CFL or XFL? Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Who are now the? There's now a team called the Vegas Vipers. That is the the new Vipers oh, yeah. in the XFL. <laughs> the San Antonio Brahmas. What a league! Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you to the Rock. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is this has been this has been a wacky week. And then you you know we 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 touched on you have the Duvernay injury, which is a huge blow as one of the only guys that you felt like could do some things from the receiver position and, you know, made a difference in the return game and um, obviously has, has carved out a role. So, you know, the hits kind of keep on coming. Um, Sammy Watkins is back. Sammy Watkins is officially a guy that is bouncing around like 800 teams a year. He knows the offense, so that's a nice plug and play. He's going to be able to come in and immediately do it, but – I don't know. It doesn't feel like that's an option that does a ton for you, but 
He's a live body who's playing receiver in the NFL. So there you have it. Uh, the Ravens move towards this game with Atlanta on Saturday as the NFL plays pretty much all of its games on Saturday before crisp three games on Christmas on Sunday. Um, the Falcons are not good. Uh, they can still win their division, which is <laughs> stunning. Uh, all the four teams in the NFC South can win the division. The six win bucks currently lead the division by one game. Desmond Someone Ritter not. of sit sorry Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati fame is now the quarterback of their team, and um, they're painful to watch week after week. So this could be an all time bad game if the Ravens yeah. play like they've been playing. If it's Tyler Huntley under center, then it's another game like the Pittsburgh one where I'm like, what's the over under? I don't care. It's too, it's too high. It's too damn high. The only, I mean, the only offense on, on threat of offense on um, Cincinnati is Patterson or not Cincinnati. Jesus on um, Atlanta is Patterson. Is he even that like, dude anymore though? Is he still, uh, he, he's been all right. He was good earlier this year. I had him in fantasy and then he got hurt. Um, and going back real quick, I thought this was funny. I saw about the uh, NFC South in the box. Someone said they're either going to get a playoff game and a home, a home playoff game and a division title, or they're going to get a top 10 pick, which is insane to think about. Like they're not, they're too, they're not, they're not too bad, uh, options, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Atlanta, I don't think I can name one person on Atlanta's defense. Do they still have Trufant at quarterback corner? I, I have no idea. I don't think I can name a single person. Philip Buchanan. You want to play that game? Is he still, is he still Beasley still there? No, because he went to the Titans and then he was bad. Hmm. Um, hate to see that. Let me. They, ju- they just game? they just drafted um uh the Clemson corner. Um, oh my gosh, a couple of years ago, AJ Terrell. I believe he's I believe he's on the team. Let's play this. That's game. my guess. That's my one. I don't I can't. Yeah, I've got nobody. AJ I'm Terrell is roster. on the team. Yes. I'm opening yes. their roster now as well. Okay, I got AJ. Okay, I'll take my one. I got AJ Terrell. I mean, I'm, oh yes, yes, yes. That's right. Rashawn Evans from uh When did Jared Bernhardt go on IR? I wasn't tracking that story. <laughs> no, I must have missed that too. Yeah. Damn. Arthur Smith is a hater. Um Drake London is a guy. He's a, he he certainly is a player that's about it yeah th- i mean this defense is full of just absolutely nobodies rashad fenton i recognize that name i can't again rashad think Evans, of atlanta Brady drafting Jarrett. anybody in the first round who who's not a wide receiver let alone a defensive player yeah yeah there's nobody i mean this this may be the most boring game of the year Keith Smith at fullback, Jake Matthews at left tackle. Early in the year when they when they would pop on red zone, I do think Dr- I maybe and I could be wrong. This is gonna you know maybe I'll come out across as just a totally uneducated NFL fan. Drake London showed some flashes of things where I was like, okay, that's a guy that can play. They just don't have anybody at quarterback that can throw him the ball. So, um, well, they also have Kyle Pitts. So I love like, oh, that they have Felipe number one. Franks. Felipe Franks, what a group of quarterbacks. <laughs> Felipe Franks, Desmond Ritter, and Logan Woodside. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Toledo, Logan Woodside. Felipe Franks is like a more accomplished version of Christian Hackenberg, where it's like, how do you keep failing up? Like the line yeah. should have ended for Felipe Franks before he ever got in an NFL uniform. 
I totally forgot that he played a year at Arkansas. He felt like he was he at Flo- like he felt like he was at Florida for like a hundred years. I thought they went from Rex Grossman to Felipe Franks. Like that's I thought that that's how long that he had been there. Like he was upset when Spurrier left because he had, he had probably recruited him. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a big no name, no name team. And again, you got to think Arthur Smith is not there that long. I don't think after this, I think his time is running out there. Good, good OC. I don't, I, I don't think he's a head coach. They, but they haven't. They don't have a team. Like they don't have personnel. Like what is he supposed to do? Yeah, that would be my only yeah, question. Like they have not given him the ability to like have his. Who's his quarterback? Like you're gonna yeah. like let this guy go who you brought in to be like an offensive guy. I mean, like you look at their. I mean, we talk about the Ravens' skill position players. Like, I mean, they've got Cordero Patterson as like their. I mean, he's you know, made a nice second career as a running back. You know, they have Tyler Allgaier is a fifth, you know, a fifth round pick. Then the, you know, pick Drake London in the first round. And they had some injuries that Pitts is out and was horrible before he was out. Um, mm-hmm. Was having a bad year. They like threw Mariota. I mean, it, unless they're trying to be bad so they can fire him because they don't think he's the guy. I don't feel like they've really given him much. You to know, they haven't with. given him the tools. I, I, I mean, you know. To, but again, to they weren't good. They weren't good with Ryan last year. Yeah, but he's. I mean, he's on the backside of yeah, the Ryan. career. I mean, he doesn't look that good for. Well, he scored thirty three points in the first half this week. Yeah, got, got benched for like Sam Ellinger three weeks ago. Yeah. He's got a coach fired. Yeah, yeah, and then he's back. Well, that, it's because that coach stinks too. Mm, tough, tough on <laughs> Reich. Uh, it's got somebody made this point the other day. Like, if Reich just doesn't bench Matt Ryan, he probably keeps his probably, job. Yeah, just made yeah. a bad decision. Yeah, uh, they probably I mean, like win a, just they a probably dumb like decision. Win a couple more games, but like, so yeah. So Arthur Smith, like seven and ten last year, they're five and seven this year with a bad roster. I think he keeps his job. Well, yeah, yeah. Who's, I mean, I, but again, they can't like, think I, Ritter's the guy. Though. They have to go get a quarterback. I mean, they. Can't, I mean, there's just no way they think Ritter's the guy. I mean, yeah. this is the test run for Ritter. You would hope if you're Arthur Smith, you hope that the conversation has been like, "Hey, run Ritter out there. Let's see what we got. If not, we'll go. We'll go get a quarter. We'll lose a bunch of games and we'll draft CJ Stroud or they'll trade for like Derek Carr or something like that, or do something like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. trade for Lamar Jackson. Um, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is going to look fire in a foul. Oh my god, that's here. a disaster. That's a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen. Yeah, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Line him up. Or they'll go get like Bryce Young or yeah, like, other hell, they can have Tannehill. Um. The Kentucky kid's name is escaping me. They can get him. Will um, Levis. Will Levis. Levis. Yeah, Levis. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, like we said, we're done saying the, the word get right game, but the Ravens are favorites. This is a game they should the, – the, this is a game the defense could give up six or, you know, six points, nine points, like a couple field goals, one touchdown. You know, it, it feels like they're going to feast on on Ritter a little bit. There's not a ton to scare you on the outside. So no matter what the Ravens' defensive backfield depth is – there isn't a ton there, and then, you know, can Tyler Huntley do enough if he's on the field? I'm yawning just thinking about it. Let, then let's get to predictions. <laughs> Banks. Ravens Banks, six. Did. Banks, like, looked up at the ceiling. and just like, oh, my God. This is miserable. <laughs> what a miserable Great. game to preview. Christmas this is where we are. Eve, this is where I we are. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, I'm interested. We, me and Artie, t- we'll do this before we get to predictions. What do you think will be the actual attendance at MT Bank Stadium on Saturday for this game? One o'clock. It's going to be freezing. It's on Christmas Eve. There is zero intrigue for this game. Zero. Like 
the opponent doesn't you're not like oh i want to go see this person on the opponent if you're more of a casual fan and if you're a hardcore fan you just it's just a miserable team to watch i'm interested to see what the crowd looks like in the stadium because you know if it's a great game you would like if this was you know a Ravens team that was rolling, I think there'd be like, oh, it's Christmas Eve, we'll go to the game, like this will make a day take out the kids. Of yeah, we'll take, yeah. We'll take kids. I the don't game, know like... if that's what people are going to want to do in like 15 no. degree weather. No. This Some feels like... Plan you know, that out in advance, though, that's the thing. Yeah, 70,000 obviously is where the Ravens... I think this is like an actual... like. I think there's, you know, five to 8,000 empty seats. I think there's like 62,000 people in the stadium. You went that high. I th- I was thinking like 40, 45. I think the weather. I was thinking was really... 55 was, was oh, yeah. yeah. I'm giving the I, Ravens, it's, it's, Ravens the benefit of the doubt. It's funny too, because like someone, I forget what, which one of the Barstool shows it was, but they were talking about like, which is the better viewing experience, watching a football game at home or, or at the stadium. And I tweeted like, oh, it's at home 100, 100% of the time. Like you're crazy if you think watching a game in the stadium is better. And someone, it was like a Ravens fan, he, you know, some like troll account. And it was like, oh, like, you know, you're a Titans fan. Of course you would say that. And I was like, buddy, like, I don't know if you've seen some of the crowds the last couple of weeks at the Ravens games, but I think they kind of agree with me. Like, there ain't nobody there anymore. Like, they're not loud. It's not a lot of stuff going on. So, like. I don't know if Ravens fans are really enjoying the experience that much at the uh, at the bank anymore. So the high the high is twenty five degrees, real feel of twelve degrees. That's miserable. Average wind of fifteen miles an hour with wind gusts Fuck up that. to thirty two miles an hour. Miserable. This That's is going to be an Army Navy game. This is a do- like. Let me tell you what: if Greg Roman throws the ball, if Greg Roman throws the ball thirty times in this game, he may not make it out of town. <laughs> he may get himself fired if the Ravens throw 30 times in this game. Yeah, this is going to be a bad game. What's the over-under for this? Do you have that in front of you? I don't. Hmm. So here, real, real quick. I can't, this, can't imagine it's field, high. Probably not. The Field Yates, the current estimates for feels-like temperature, a kickoff of some of the games on Saturday. Bills at Bears, minus 11. Seahawks at oh. Chiefs, minus 6. Saints oh. at Browns, minus 9. Texans at Titans, 5. Falcons at Ravens seven, Raiders at Steelers minus four. Like, just don't go to these games. Goodness gracious! Yeah, I mean, over under better fans than me are under. Better fans are going to those. Better fans than me are going to those games. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Unless you're in a suite, which had the pleasure of doing, and that's. Can I be honest? Being in a suite at a football game is the best way to watch a football game. Yeah, it's still really got to drive close. back and traffic and all that. Nah, but you just sit in the no, suite. You're not rushed out. You sit in the suite and you watch Red Zone. No, you, watch you sit in the suite and you watch Red awesome. Zone. Yeah, you, it's awesome. It's the best. It's the best. Oh, way last, to do it. last time I was in a Get suite with the Govs box and we got we got rushed out of there. Remember that? We we're trying to watch Caps Bruins in the playoffs. Well, you talk to your friends at the Orioles. You talk to fucking Governor. Yeah. Yeah. Not hashtag not my governor anymore. Maybe once the Orioles are like back to being good, they'll let people chill in the suite for a while. That's also in the that's also at know. night. Nah, they're still charging the the players' wives a hand, an arm and a leg to uh oh boy to, to hang out in the suites. So <laughs> yeah, gotta love it. That's a story for another day. Uh yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that one. Pitchers and catchers report. Uh, Banks, your prediction. 
Uh, Ravens 16, Falcons 6. I'm starting to doubt that now. I put a lot of field goals when I thought about it five minutes ago, and now this might be 13 to 3 now. Already two. This, this, this may be a game my go-to bet on the, the Barstool uh, Sportsbook. <clears throat> the last since it's been legal has been some parlay with the Ravens over one and a half field goals, and it's been fucking money every time except for last week when Justin Tucker lined up for it. And I texted my buddies and I said, uh, looks like I've got my over one and a half field goal. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, no. it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, that's that's um, horrible. I mean, because that's the easiest bet. It's so it, it's fucking money every time. you win. Um, I'm going to say 17, nine Ravens. Again, I think it's just low scoring, like black. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we get a touchdown and a safety, not some field goals by the Falcons. I don't know. It sounds like only this. one field goal. 13 nothing Ravens. Yeah, I, mean, full, I think it is. Full, full shutout pitch. Who who did you – didn't you say it was a, there was going to be a shutout a couple weeks ago too? You, you I said, said – I, said, uh, we, I think we said we were feeling a shutout. Who was that again? Was that? Hold on. Hold on. That was – It uh, was – Who was that against? I'm trying to think back. I think it was the Panthers. Yes, yes, it was. Yep. They gave up three mm. points. So close. Yep. We're getting it shut out this week. <clears throat> what are we shut out have been in the NFL this year? Um don't don't wait for me. Keep going. No, I'm I'm looking to I'm looking to find the announcers, which I just never get in front of me. I don't know if they are out. Uh, Taylor, I I screenshotted this this morning because I knew you would like it, and I didn't screenshot it. I thought I did. Let me find this. The Titans have yeah, had I, Andrew Catalan like six of the last like eight weeks. So you like know how I know fans. that? Because every Chigo Conquo highlight is Catalan. Oh, Conquo! Mm-hmm. It's him. It's it's he says it the same way every single time. And I'm like, Catalan again for the Titans? They're, they're, oh, Conquo with a burst. There's a Titans um um account that I follow, and like they've just been tweeting at him like nonstop, being like, Did you buy your house in Nashville yet? Like, are you gonna, you know, like how how That's how long until you're here in Nashville? Like, let me see. It's been, I saw it this morning. So here it is. Weeks one through four, Kugler, Levy, Albert, at, uh, Amin, Andrew Catalan, bye. Catalan, Gumble, Tarico, Catalan, Michaels, I- Ian Eagle, Burkhart, Catalan, 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 Michaels. And then uh, that's leading up to week 18, which we don't know yet. Three are they in CB- in row, what, are they ha- what are they on this week? Uh, they're playing Houston. It says Andrew Catalan again, so. They've yeah. Catalan again this week. They've had wow. him. They had him versus Andrew Jacksonville Catalan. last week. Uh, Jacksonville last week. This week versus uh, the the Chargers, and then uh, next week versus uh, Houston. Wow! Someone said he's the TV voice of the Titans now. That's incredible. Crazy. That's yeah, incredible. It's, it's, when I saw that popping up, I was like, I got to tell Taylor about this. He's gonna love this. That is there, sensational. There have been four uh, shutouts in the NFL this year. Mm. Oh, that's the app in front of you. The Jags shut out the Colts in week two. The I gotta I'm like just clicking week by week. The Patriots shut out the Lions 29-0. That's wild to think about, too. The Saints yeah. shut somebody out at one point. 
uh, the Saints shut out the Raiders 24 nothing, and the 49ers shut out the Saints 13 nothing. Hmm. Hmm. So there you have it. Good research. Brock Purdy, kind of fun. He's fun. Purdy rocking. He's very, very, very competent. Very competent. I think it's going to come crashing down to earth sometime soon, which I think is pretty realistic. But again, it is it is a fun ride that Niners Nation is on. Yeah, they're a fun team. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, a couple odds and ends to get through here. Uh, Adam Frazier signed, uh, I think, a day after we recorded last week, maybe. Yeah, because um, this feels like it happened a while ago, but that's what happens when things like happen right after we we record. Um, one year, eight million. Um, solid career, career slash line. As I just read it off the article here, two two seventy three, three thirty six, three ninety two. Was an all star. The Orioles have now signed, I think, <laughs> two former all stars in the offseason. As funny as that sounds, it's hey, good. Yeah, it's good. Um, wasn't very good with Seattle last year in terms of um, playing up to a screen battle like 238. Um, some defensive flexibility. He's sort of like Odor, you would say. Like let's, plug and play at a couple less positions. Vibes. It, it, yeah, less, less vibes and weirdness. But in terms of like veteran guy that can do a couple things, he fits like that area. A different skill set, but he fits that uh sort of some positional flexibility um mm-hmm. play corner outfield said said that elias i think told him that he's going to get a majority of his starts at second he's going to play every day and again yeah like you said he can he can play the corner outfield spot so i'm i'm fine with it again it's it's not like the this is the move we've been waiting on you know that i think is now coming with carlos correa's uh physical gone bad in san in san francisco so uncle mike probably going to scoop in at a discounted rate and get him there um, it's big stuff. But then Good the job rumors, by Mike. Uncle Mike, he did it again. Um, the rumors, though, that that I think Rosenthal wrote in his, like, here's what I'm hearing article last night was that the Orioles uh, could potentially be shopping um, Jorge Mateo, which, again, seems like I think if you can do it and you can get a, a major league guy back for him, I think you do that. Um, you know, probably a pitcher or something like that, because, again, you've got dogs down on the – down, you know, in the minors with Jordan Westberg and Ortiz and obviously Gunner. I mean, if we can get a season of Gunner at shortstop, that's going to be sexual. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> and then it's going to be sexual. I think yeah, you no said that was some, you looked right in the camera and just uh, he said that was some intent. I mean, I, I, I meant every word of it. Um, and then I know that, uh, you know, last week sometime that there were the tweets going around that the Orioles were interested in Michael Waka. And had to like talk to Rich Hill. The Rich Hill idea, I am very out on. I do not want a forty-four-year-old, you know, big slinging curveballs up there. Um, but I think Waka could be fun. You know, if the Orioles pitching lab can can get him right, I think that would that would be fun. Um, and then, oh, we forgot too the signing they made last night. Well, they that's what I was going to get to. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Go ahead, the old friend Michael Givens. So, yep. You know, Elias had him here in 2019 and I think 2020 before he got traded for Nevin and and Taryn Vavra. Um, but he's back. People were getting on me because I tweeted, but why yesterday when I when I saw that? And again, that was just my gut reaction. Um I'm 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 fine with it. Again, I think a veteran in the pen is is gonna be good. I think he was good before he got traded to the Mets, kind of went downhill after. Um, but 
sure. Why not? Like, you know, you can't have enough bullpen depth and, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does that. Obviously the bullpen was a big strength last year. And I think some of the young guys are bound to regress. So, you know, maybe you throw him in there. Maybe he's an eighth inning guy before Bautista. Maybe he's a ninth inning, you know, maybe they put him at close or something like that. If, if Bautista is, you know, fatigued or something like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. It was an interesting signing. I don't think anybody had it on their radar. Like, Nobody had that had that on their radar. So we'll uh, yeah, one year, five million. Um, they have an option for another option. year. Yeah. Um, last season, seven and three, three point three eight ERA, one point two three, one point three two WHIP. Um, as you said, a lot of we know. Mike, I mean, I think keep your normal spin. You know, what Michael Gibbons brings. He's solid. A lot of durability. Um, setup man knows how to pitch in the place. Knows the terrain, veteran presence for the bullpen, veteran presence for the help. whole like for the whole clubhouse. Wall helps him, I guess. Um, and this this will help his Orioles Hall of Fame candidacy. So well, also <laughs> people people were hopping on the quote. Michael Elias when he was traded said like Michael Givens will will always be an Oriole, and it's like well I don't like I don't think anyone like if he said that about JJ now he now like, now, yeah, now he yeah, will you know now he will yeah and it's like. People were like, oh, no, now now he really meant it. But it's like, oh, oh, yeah, I mean, I would have never thought of Michael Givens as like, oh, that guy is a he was an Oriole. It's like, yeah, sure. He was fine. So that was fun. And, you know, now my guess is things are going to kind of shut down for the next couple of days with the Christmas holiday. But yeah, Adam Frazier, let's let's do it. Two all stars in one uh, in one offseason. Good signing. The stuff, well, yeah, the stuff went around. It sounds like the Orioles kicked the tires on Trey Mancini and Jordan Lyles. I mean, we love Trey. Didn't make a ton of sense to bring him back. Um, there's just mm-hmm. not really a spot there. I'm interested to see where he ends up. I know. I think the Cubs, Cubs was something Cubs that were was the, thrown around yeah, today. Cubs um, the and then Lyles is a guy that that at the beginning of the offseason we said like, hey, bring him back at whatever rate. He you know did a nice job, but you know for whatever reason there they're not bringing him back. I, I will say there there's a pitcher that's still out there that I would love for them to grab, and I don't know how cheap he's going to be, but Zach Grinky, at the end of his career, I would oh, love yeah. that. I think that would be I think that would be a great great pickup. I, I I again I don't know what the money is, what his situation is, what he wants to do, but I would love a Zach Grinky to the Orioles move. Not that it, you know he's not a he's not a number one, he's not a two, he's a, he's a, probably a five. But again, I think that would be I, I would be in favor of that. Thirty nine year old Zach Granke from the Royals review yesterday. Are we sure it's a good idea for the Royals to bring Zach Granke back? What an article title. Well, my big thing is so he he's always said he wants to retire. He has ten career home runs and he has nine career stolen bases. Let him come to Baltimore, put him on base. Let it, he all he wants to do is get ten and ten. That's all he wants to do. I would love it for him to get ten and ten here. Put him on four base. nine, four and nine with a three point six eight ERA last year. That could work. Um, in, that could Can- work with in the wall. Kansas City. With the wall, you would think he's probably going to win the Cy Young. So I would, I would sign him. I think you sign him. I, I'm telling you, let's let's start the movement now. Let's do it. Thirteen million dollars last year from Kansas City was his going rate. Um, yeah. you would think you'd be able to get him for cheaper. You, you guys want to guess how much Zach Granke's made in his major league career? Ooh, 264 million. Okay. Go 190. 
yeah. nice to he, be a pitcher in the in Major League Baseball if you can yeah. do it well. Made thirty four. Made spent. Uh, excuse me. Spent six years where he was making thirty four plus million dollars a year, including two <laughs> years ago with Houston. <laughs> Amazing. Sure, bring did, him in. Did he start? Did he start Game Seven of that twenty nineteen World Series? I I can't say. I remember. I think he did. That's a rally. I I Banks I trust. Known for yeah, you would think Banks would know based on his, his Astros Banks. Yeah, Stroh's Banks. Going to Baseball Reference right now. I'm going to look at his uh, his year by year salary. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's wild. Starting at 27, 13.5, 13 13.5, 19, 26, 25, 34, 34, 34, 34, 34 and a half, 35, 35, 13. He had only gotten up to like, he only accumulated like 13 million through his age 26 season. So yep. all of that is in the last 11 years. It's an amazing gig. Yep. Not a bad job if you can get it. No, it's I mean, crazy it, how much they underpay um, young baseball players, though. Yeah, you have to get to this. You have to get through to the second contract so bad. That's the interesting part about the trend of like, like Brandon Lau signed the like play for one year and then signed the signed the like moderate extension because you just don't know. I'm in, I would love to know the discussions that agents have with players when that type of stuff is in play because you know teams want to do that. Well, that was one of the Trey had said after Trey got diagnosed with cancer, they did a piece on him in the athletic. And there was an art. There was a uh, one of the big pieces was how Trey one night, like him and Sarah were sitting in the apartment over covid. And obviously he had already been diagnosed with cancer and he like threw his remote or threw his phone like across the room. And she was like, why are you like, what's wrong? And he was like, I can't believe I turned down. The Orioles had offered him like a four-year, $26 million extension or something. Like after going into that year, I think. And he had turned it down because, again, he was like, no, you know, I'm going to be able to make more. And I think he was just like, you know, furious that that he had, you know, turned that down. So, yeah, it's one of those like, do you sign? It's it's what the Braves do. The, the Braves sign all their young guys to a five-year, 40, you know, $14 million deal, and and they turn out to be all-stars. So, yeah, yeah but it's then, definitely but an interesting. It's funny you say that with the money with Trey. Like, Lau signed on March 20th, 2019, essentially, like, a after he had, like, a pretty good debut in 2018, he signed a six-year contract with two options for $24 million guaranteed. Essentially giving away his chance to sign, like, at his age, you know, 28 season like a really big contract but maybe betting on himself that he could get something at like 30 but also locking in locking in life-changing money yeah 100 and again especially for a guy like you know like wow where where that's i mean that money you're you're a college player so your clock is already like a little whatever it's kind Mm -hmm. of interesting plus you're on the raise and they're probably going to trade you for you know to a good team in a year anyways yeah um yeah, so that I, I've always I've always thought the, the base as you said, Banks, like they like Zach Granke was making like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars as a twenty five year old player in Major League Baseball, and then he made thirty four million ten years later. Also, what one more yeah. thing that that got the uh, the Orioles fans riled up this week was the expected news that Manny Machado is going to opt out after next year. You were driving that bus. Yeah, I mean that's all for content. Like, there's no way he's coming back. But 
you can imagine what it would be like if you did. Mm. Like I had like legit people DMing me being like, Hey, do you think like he's actually going to come back? It's like, no, no, he's not going to come back. It's not like someone's going to pay. Someone's going to pay him $400 million. Like it's not gonna be the Orioles, but it would, it would be sick. He ain't coming back. Uh, let's get to our starting five draft presented by fed thrill. Um, you can get, well, I mean, holiday season is now very much around the corner. Um, you can get 25% all or 20. God, I can't even talk anymore. You get percent off of, of federal sunglasses if you use the promo code X52. I'm losing my mind. Um, and uh, so make sure to get them. Make sure to get them. Uh, probably too, I don't know, too late maybe to get them for Christmas, but never a bad time to give a gift. So <laughs> go buy some federal sunglasses for yourself or for someone you love. It's the holiday season, gentlemen. And um, we were discussing draft ideas. Uh, we talked about doing holiday movies. We did it. We talked about doing Christmas gifts. We did it. And we talked about doing um, Christmas songs. We did it all in a three-week span last year. So we really killed all of our Christmas holiday drafts. But with that said, we are going to do a uh, sort of a, a mashup of all of those um, and do a holiday you know, best of. So one movie, one song, one tradition, one gift, and then a wild card. If you guys are fine with that, that's called coming up with a draft on the fly. One of the great okay. staple, one of the great staples of exit. Or <laughs> we could draft what is Banks going to listen to on his twelve-hour drive tomorrow. We could do that as well. Hmm. Little B will be in the car. Little B will be in the car. Oh boy, this could extend. That could extend the drive. Yes. It will. Mm. That, that's a All bag, right. Jack. I have the <laughs> I have the first pick. Um, Banks, you have the second pick. And RDT, after taking Tom Brady last week with the first pick, you have the third pick. Um this is this is the when you do the like bunch of different types of things drafts drafts i always feel like those are the hardest some of the hardest to get number one because you're just like i don't know where i don't know where where you guys are deep and where you're not although we pretty much decided to do this draft on the fly so no one probably has any type of board um so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with christmas gifts and i'm gonna go with nintendo 64 i'm gonna take nintendo 64 that's the favorite my favorite gift i've ever gotten and i'm just gonna get it right now i think that might have been the number one pick in the gifts draft yeah that seems about right i'm gonna get i'm gonna get that that's that's a foolproof one it's it i would take it right now i would take the nintendo 64 as a gift right now Mm -hmm. and be thrilled to get it thrilled to have it i'm surprised they haven't done one of those preloaded ones like they did for Super Nintendo and that yeah, was like the, I bought the Super Nintendo one a few years ago. That was ago. like the biggest gift of the year a couple of years ago. You couldn't yeah. get one. It was like hard to get. Yeah. I went out of my way and paid extra to get my Super Nintendo because <laughs> that's the one system I never had. My dad had an NES, so I grew up with an NES in the house. And then I got the N64, which of you know, all-time gift, but I never had Super Nintendo. So when I became an adult and had some adult money, I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go get this. I never had it. 
and I spent like a week playing it, and I haven't touched it since. <laughs> I beat Super Mario World. Like I'd, I'd never done that because I never had the game myself to just be able to be left alone and do it. And so I did it. It was awesome. I think it's the best Mario game, by the way, in terms of like Super Mario game. World. Like in terms of like, like single player adventure, like like including all of the like including just side scrollers or all of the Super Mario, like even like like the the platform main game type. Like where you're uh, jumping, sh- that's a side scroller. Yeah, but you you would include like Super Mario sixty four and that an N sixty four. You would include like, yes, mm. Super Mario World, Super Mario Bros, Super Mario Bros two, which is actually not even a Super Mario game. They just adopted some other game and threw some characters in. Would you include Mario. Paper? Mar- would you include like Super Mario Sunshine is included there? Super Mario Galaxy. Yes, I would include those. As- wow. Super Mario 64 was an amazing game. It was. It was. I'm starting to rethink that, what I just said. But Super Mario World is an excellent, excellent game. Uh, Banks, you have the second pick. They've got, like, linebackers in that game, too. It's awesome. Paper Um, Mario is also amazing in terms of the Mario lineage I didn't really dive deep into that. GameCube was just not it for me. Yeah, Paper Mario is very, very good. We also uh, have the Super Mario Bros. movie, by the way, coming out. I don't know what you guys. Oh, if you guys, yeah. have... I think it'll be I've enjoyable. Seen, the Chris, the just, Chris Pratt Mario accent is the thing that's that gets the all entire. The... I think it's probably brilliant for them to have done that because now it's all like people just can't stop talking about like the Chris and that's, Pratt and, decision. And that's that's not going to take away from like kids going and seeing it because they're not a part of any of that conjecture, like kids and parents. Mm-hmm. But now you have all these weird weirdos on Twitter like us. They're like, oh, now I kind of want to go see it for like the, vo-, you know, so you just get those people in. I want, they can't have thought of it that way, but if they did, that's next level marketing. Cause there's a lot of good voices in it too. Like Charlie, uh, Charlie Day's in it as Luigi and I think Seth Rogen is Bowser. So I've, I've only I'm seen the like, like camera bar school, like clips of that yep. being like, oh, oh yeah. This- <laughs> I love that video. It's so good. Thanks. You have the second pick. Hmm. I'm gonna take Mariah. I gotta do it first round. Mm. I'll take the song. All after Christmas is you. It's timeless. Hits every year. I know it's overplayed. I don't care. That's a song I'm taking, and uh, I'm not thinking twice about it. Can't argue with that. Should be yeah, taken at the to. top of the draft, and it was. It was in consideration for the first pick. Already two. All right. My first pick, I'm going with my you said it was we have like a like a uh a grab bag kind of uh yeah, song, tradition, gift, movie, wild card. So wild card can be anything associated with, with the holidays. The the festivus poll. Sorry, Banks. Interesting. I just the aluminum poll. This early. I just I, I, I wanted it and I, I, I traded up to get it. I'm getting it with the last pick in the first round, so I still get the fifth year option. So, <laughs> you know, some would nice. call it the Lamar, the Lamar of this draft. Um, again, you get it out from underneath the uh, the crawl space. You hang the tinsel, and now I'm thinking about it. We should have done Christmas specials. Feats of strength. We'll do I that thought, next year. I, it, I crossed my mind at some point. I just don't know. If there's, there's enough, enough there. of them. Mm, if you go well, into yeah, I need enough room like, where it's like, yeah. 
Yeah. It's fine. So, all right. You got another. Um, I'm taking my mom. I'll take the song and I'll go Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Great. Fantastic song. song. Fantastic song. song. It's It's a great song. Well, Taylor's taking a song in the fifth and it's going to be a great fifth round pick. I think I know which which song he's taking. Um, Oh, I'm going to be. This is going to be so obvious what song I'm going to take for the holiday (laughs) song. Yeah. Again, great, great song. Um, I don't great know. Great song. That's the bang. It, you're, you're nodding your head. You're bopping along. Young JT, young, young, young Lance Bass. Just yeah. JC Chazé. Absolute hit makers. Who isn't he from Maryland? Wasn't he like born in Annapolis or something? I don't know. We'll look that up at another time. JC Chazé. I think so. Yeah. Something like that. He has some connection to Maryland. Uh, thanks. Taking Bad Santa. <laughs> it's my favorite Christmas movie. It's so good, and I love Christmas movies, but it's just number one for me. And I don't. It is well appreciated, but I still don't think it's appreciated enough. I've never seen it. I've also oh, never God. seen it. Jesus, yeah, it's seen it's, it. it's no. I know it's, I took it's not it in like the movie a... draft whenever we did it. Probably, probably we probably. I'm sure we had the same discussion. Yeah, yeah, I just people can go back and listen to our episode a year ago. Any anytime I see it, it's always on TV, and I don't like watching movies for the first time on TV because I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know what's edited out, and like I just yeah yeah, and I'm like I'm gonna lose this. Yeah, it's so good. It's just so funny. I've heard it's I've heard it's great. Again, I just it's nothing against the movie or Billy Bob Thornton or anything. I just I've never seen it. Fix that. Yeah, I mean I'll see it at some point. By the way, I'm looking I back will. at our drafts. I copied the draft. I took the Polar Express in the movie draft. I, I, oh my god, it's a horrible pick. Yeah, that it's is abominable. Really, that is really bad. Although I'm not that upset about it because, like, the picks. <laughs> these are the last four picks of the draft. I guess like these are given away, but I don't think any of these are going to be taken. I took the Polar Express and then the the Animaniacs Christmas movie Wacko's Wish. <laughs> Banks took classic, of course. Banks took a very sunny Christmas, and then RDT took Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a fascinating final four. Oh man, very sunny Christmas is. I mean, I would take that number one on my board on the specials. And with that, that, that's it's like the best sunny episode, and it just happens to be their Christmas special. Yeah, it's great. With that said, I'm taking Elf. I love Elf. I think Elf is the Christmas movie that I, if it's on, I put on and watch. At this That's point. more your speed than Bad Santa, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I'm i an aspirational guy. Yeah, Bad Santa is, <laughs> I mean, it's Bad Santa. It's Yeah, it's Bad Santa. I don't want a Bad Santa. I want a good yeah. Santa. I, I had a good Elf. And and Zoe Deschanel crooning. That's that's what I want. That's what I want in my movie. Little little Peter Dinklage getting mad. It's a good movie. Um, And then I, I have like, another... Yeah, you know, Heather Graham, not so bad. Bad Santa. Like no, young, I like Heather Graham. A young like Heather Graham. Heather Graham, great yeah, in, like in, Graham. in Austin um, Powers. Austin Powers, great. Wait, uh, older wait, wait, Graham, wait, wait, wait. Great in The Hangover. Wait, 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 wait. I might. Nope, nope. I got the wrong name. I got the wrong oh, name. Oh, no. I like Heather Graham. Heather Graham's good. Lauren Graham now? Am I? Is that right? Lauren Graham would be. Lauren Graham is from. Is from. Oh, um, no, she's from Gilmore Girls. It's the, it's the mom and Gilmore Girls. Correct. It's Lauren Graham. 
Young 2003 Lauren Graham. Wow, interesting. That's yeah. a different, totally different, yeah, totally thing. different Heather Graham. I I get the excitement behind that as well. Yeah. There's a lot to be excited. I like about. both of them, but yeah, 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 I like both of them. Um, and then, oh man, I'm gonna go. So I've got song. I've got in the bag. I've got tradition, wild card, and song. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little sappy here. I'm gonna take tradition. I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh putting the ornaments on the tree. That was always a big thing in the Smythe house. We have my mom has sixty thousand ornaments, including some honestly, and this is mom for some points here, some beautiful ornaments, some absolutely beautiful Christmas ornaments. And our tree year after year is I would put it up against any tree in the state. I'll say it. Wow. We, we wow. put up a Fuck of a tree. And so I'm going to take, put those one of a tree. Is that what you said? A fuck of a tree? Hell of a tree. We've got a hell of a tree. (laughs) And so I'm going to put that up, put the ornaments on that tree. Shout out to my mom. Does an unbelievable job every single year. My, and my dad putting those ornaments. Real or fake. fake. We've gone between both. I actually don't know this year what we have. I'll be interested to see when I get there. I haven't asked. I should have, I was on my phone, my mom for like 40 minutes today. I am just, yeah, bang, bang. There you go, mom. More, you're the best. You're the best. Um, and I didn't ask, so I'll be interested to see uh, when I venture over there uh, Thursday night or Friday. So I'm going putting ornaments on the tree. Uh, Banks, you have a, um, you have everything but song and movie. Uh, song and sorry, song and movie. Yeah, on the on the board. Tradition, wild card, and what? Tradition, wild card, and gift. Gift. Hmm. I'm just gonna. I mean, we talk about it every single year. I'm just taking the end of mass on Christmas Eve. I'm just taking it. Yeah, we do talk yeah. about this. We've talked about it all the time. It's just the best. You hear joy to the world on the way out, and it's over, and you've filled your obligation for the night. For the day, for the holiday, and then you're just off to the races. You're going to eat hors d'oeuvres. You're going to, um, you know, booze it up a little bit, and you're you're just off the clock. It's go time. Joy to the world at the end of Christmas Mass, and you're right. We have talked about this every year. Is one of the great moments of the year. We are actually going to Mass on Christmas Day this year, but. That feeling does not go away. That song slaps, first of all, and it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, Christmas Eve though, you're gonna have a little bit. No, of that Christmas doom, Eve's no Christmas doom. Eve is the Christmas Eve is the time. Like a Christmas Eve, when do you go to mass on Christmas Eve? Like four p.m. Yep, it's just it's you're if you're going between five, like five thirty and you're on your way. Four, like if you're starting mass between like four and six, that is the vibe when you hear Joy of the World. You know it's going to be crisp outside. It's dark. You go out there, and you're right. You're ready to get back home, hang out with whatever family you're with. Money. Mwah. Tremendous. RDT. Um, I, it doesn't really matter. I think what order I'm taking these in. Uh, for gift, I'm going straight cash, homie. Oh, my God. Like, there gets to be that point where you're like, where you're like in high school or something like that, and you're just like, I don't really need anything. I don't want anything like everything I want. I kind of have. And like you open up a card with just like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. And you're like, Oh, 
Nice. Especially like if it's from like a grandparent or something like that, you're like, oh, this is the best. This is just perfect. So again, you don't need anything. Like if you wanted a system, a video game system, like you got it, you know, you wanted a sports jersey, you probably have it, but I'm just giving away picks. Um, yeah, I don't Nick's know. the only one with getting a pick that cold, for the gift pick, so. Getting that cold, hard cash was, was always nice. It's just so, never, it, it, again, cold, hard cash for me has always been more of a birthday thing than a Christmas thing or a holiday thing. But I see where you're coming from. Uh, movie, I'm going to go with Santa Claus. Great movie. Fantastic. I've not seen that in a long time. Oh, I thought you were going to say you haven't taken, you haven't seen it. Um, no, I've seen it. Fun, fun, fun movie. Still holds up. Very funny. Um, a lot of like lines now where you watch it and you're like, oh, that's right. Like saw some, some like tweet and it was like, this was a, this was taken out of the TV one. And it's like Scott Calvin talking to his ex-wife about, and she, he's like, oh, what's, what's, she says something. And she's like, what's the phone number? And he's like, oh, I just, I called like 1-800-SPANK-ME. And like, that was in a child's movie and nobody blinked in the nineties. Like you couldn't do that now. It's just good old classic, you know, Tim Allen comedy. So very funny movie. Uh, Bernard, the elf sucks. Neil, the stepdad sucks. Everything else is great. Fun movie. I haven't seen the others two, three. And I think there's a bunch of other ones, but I, I can't speak on those, but I can speak on the Santa Claus. It's a bit of a reach. I, uh, the second I picked it, I was like, there's a ton. There's, 15 movies that I thought were jingle all the way is such a similar movie. And that's, it's a bad movie. I had, I had jingle. All, I had, well, I thought we were doing characters and I had J- Sinbad from jingle all the way written down. Christmas characters. Great. Great. <laughs> that could have been a fun one. See, hmm. Hmm. we'll save it for next year. Thurman Merman. By the way, Thanks. Mike Florio, four minutes ago. Did he have two? Did he go to that Santa? Oh, he went to cash. What did Florio say? He tweeted out a picture of his barn, like he has that, that sick setup, and it's just bad Santa, and he said annual bad Santa night in the barn. Nice, thanks, thanks, Florio. Nice. Uh gift, 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 or random. I have no inspiration for anything random right now. Hmm. Mm, I know. Why well, That's I know. why I took the Festivus poll early. I know. I've got my random. Or wild card is what it is. I'm just taking the sports jersey. Quick, everybody go with their first Christmas gift sports jersey. You guys are going to be shocked. This is going to be a big... What no, yours was? Yeah. Oh, mine Mine was a really, if I remember correctly, was like the, they didn't sell a Nike one, so it's like the non-brand. It was just a number three Juan Dixon jersey, but didn't have his yeah. name on the back, and it was just like garbage. But like that was all you could get. That was mine. I believe, unless there was a Ravens, unless Quadre Coliseum. Yeah, it was like Coliseum. Unless Quadre Ishmael beat that to the punch, which is possible. I, I, I don't. I don't remember the timing there. Those are the first two, I believe. I received a Rams Jerome Bettis jersey. I think we've talked Ooh. about this before. I think Have we did. We? I think we did sports jerseys. Yeah, we did yeah. something like that. Uh huh. 
was I think it was five years old for Christmas in Iowa. Wow. We were Notre Dame in family. Iowa? Iowa. Yep. That Rams Bettis, I mean, that's that's a that's a jersey too. That's the jersey and a half. Mm-hmm. The beast of a jersey. What was yours already too? Uh, I think an Eddie George. I think I got the. I think I got the white Eddie George because I'd already had the blue one, I believe. My mm. fr- and then I got my first authentic was a Vince Young one, like numbers stitched, last name stitched, Ooh. everything. Ooh, yeah, that one, that one, that worked out well. Screen printed is for clowns. Well, I remember being in high school and being like, "Listen, mom, dad, like I need the authentic one. Like I need it." And I got it, and it's still hanging up there. I think I wore it like three times, maybe. So that was a fun one. I also I got like I got a bunch of like I got a Ben Wallace one. I got an Antoine Jameson. I got a I got a Butler. I think one year I just did all jerseys for Christmas. That was a really fun morning to open up all the gifts. Uh, okay, so I have my last two uh, because I'm just not going to make – it's not going to be my last pick because it, it just cannot be. I'm taking Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift as my song. That was going to be very, very obvious. The uh, other obvious pick since all of the songs are taken, if that song didn't exist, I would have taken Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. So let's just get – let's just, just wanted to get that. Let's just get yep. all that out of the way. Let's Tell me all that something I don't know, Taylor, please. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me something I don't know. That's a song by Selena Gomez. Just to complete all of the, uh, just to get all of them in there. Um, and then with the <laughs> with my next pick, I- I've waffled honestly during the draft on which cartoon Christmas special I was going to take with my random pick. And I think because I've already talked about the SpongeBob one, I am going to take Christmas every day. Fairly Odd Parents, which was sensational. Never saw it. They also did not see it. Tough. There, I was between three. Those are my final two. I'll, uh, the third one was um, a Johnny Bravo Christmas, which was also excellent. Donnie Osmond, excellent episode <laughs> of television. I think I did. I think I saw that one. I think I do remember seeing that. Let's that. all sing while we're talking. The real who one. Who played no, Johnny? No. Who played Johnny Bravo? Is that like a That's famous a great actor? Great question. I don't think so. I I, it's probably just up, a voice no. actor. Yeah, but again, like that guy was a legend. Johnny Bravo voice. Alrighty. I'm gonna I'm gonna deep dive into this. Sorry. Banks, you have your last one. Uh your random pick, Wild Chart pick. My random pick. My random pick. I'm just gonna take betting NBA Christmas Unders. It's not really my pick per se. It's a big cat tradition, but it's one of my favorites. There was a year, the first year I ever did it. All five hit. I parlayed them. That was a nice little payday for your boy. Mm-hmm. That's a solid. Artie, to you have tradition. I am going to take eating the the peanut butter cookies with the Hershey's Kisses in the middle. I don't know what they're called, but <laughs> they're always they're, they're always what around. What are those called? I have no idea. I don't remember. They're delicious. I don't remember like either. The, they're the soft. The soft cookie, like they, and they stay soft for whatever reason, like they never get stale. Um, and then just the Hershey's kiss. And the, like, I remember being like seven years old at my aunt's and just eating all the, the Hershey's kisses out of the middle, like, and then just leaving the cookies. 
they're just they're, they're so good. Like those should be eaten all year round. I, when I need more made of correctly. The round. cookie portion is the best part. Well, yeah, but when I was little, I was just eating the Hershey's Kisses, and then I'd go back for the, the cookie later. But those are very Hershey's good. Yeah, they're so good. Very, very. I love good. those. I have no idea what they're called, but they're just ah, oh, so good. That's it. That's the draft. I took Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> what an ending! And Nintendo sixty four Elf ornaments on the tree. Shout out to my mom. Um, Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift and Christmas Every Day Fairly Odd Parents Christmas Special. Uh, Banks took all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, Bad Santa's his movie. End of Mass as its tradition. Sports jersey for the gift and betting NBA Christmas under. I'm oh, sorry, that is a tradition. Wait, you, did you take two traditions? I guess I did. I took it as a random, oh, you, right? Oh, but you took it as an under. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, you took it as a random. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I RDT took the Festivus poll. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. That is a song I may put on after we're done recording. Um, Cash, straight Cash, homie. Santa Claus, which you seem to regret, and um, the peanut butter Hershey Kiss cookies, which ooh, that makes me makes me a bit hungry. Um, I, I, you can go back and listen to our other holiday drafts for a lot of the honorable mentions in these categories. There, you know, we've 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 these have been well. Some of the other songs we took in those drafts, um, I like I said, Santa, tell me, Santa Claus is coming to town last Christmas, Silent Night, Roof the Red Nose Reindeer, Jordan of the World, Please Silent Not Be Dodge. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's right. You we had that argument last year. Um, Christmas movies: Die Hard, Home Alone, Home Alone Two, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Christmas Vacation, Just Friends was oh, taken by movie. RDT. Yeah, I think that's we, a fantastic. I think movie. we roasted that pick. I had a bad draft there. And then Christmas Chris gifts: Klein, Anna Ferris, Game Boy. Um, love Anna Ferris. Just uh, I was just rewatching Entourage again. Just went through the Anna Ferris part. <laughs> uh, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah, freaking e. Um, doesn't he hit wow, that car? show? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, she's not wearing it. anything. Yeah, she's like wearing a towel. Yeah, she's in a towel. Yep. And then he finds her on Star Maps. Um, <laughs> hell of an arc. That show gets that show gets very dark by the end. By the way, like, yeah, like, yeah. Spoiler alert! Like at Vinny, the end, like Ari's, goes down Ari's going, bad. Ari's going through a divorce. Vinny is 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 in rehab. E doesn't he get gets slow in the face. Gets Sloan pregnant. Like, well, the guy like commits. Then the guy he comes out of rehab, and the guy like commits. Carl Ertz like commits suicide in front of him, the producer or whatever. The whole thing, you know, why? dies by suicide. Why do they write that in? The show, yeah, the, the show's <laughs> final few seasons are not. I'm trying to think of like when it, I think it might jump the shark when Sasha Gray gets involved. I think it's that's for like, sure. yeah, that's yeah. 100%. Yeah. When she gets involved, awful. it's over. Awful yeah. season. Fucking and Mandy and Moore. She, God damn you, Mandy Moore. Yeah. And she's, Sasha Gray is terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> um, Yeah. Because that show really hums for a little You're bit familiar there. with her work. Sasha Gray on Entourage. I don't know what else she does. <laughs> Can't can't speak to her other work, to be honest. Um, but boy, is she a bad actress. <laughs> bad actress. And to be honest, them having Vince do too many dramatic things, that Adrian Grenier just can't, doesn't have the chops. He just can't get it done, unfortunately. What, you mean when Vince doesn't want to do the movie and leaves, and then they can't find him, and then they have to yeah. call him, and then he calls Ari? <laughs> he doesn't want to do the movie. Freaking man is more. I am Queens Boulevard. <laughs> Are you kidding? I am Queens Boulevard. Medellin. 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 All he wants what a to show. do is Aquaman. 
Oh, yeah. He no, he didn't want to do Aquaman. Doesn't want to. He only wants no, to do Medellin. All he wanted to do was Medellin. Medellin. He wants to do Medellin for like five seasons of the show. Fucking Pablo Escobar. That baby. does have some of like the One great. Day in the Valley, my favorite episode. That show has some of the great side character acting performances in terms of just being outright like Johnny Chase. Um, oh, uh, Billy, Billy Walsh, Ari. Oh, like all of those characters are so Lloyd. good. And they, Lloyd. And they surround, <laughs> they surround like the Vince character, which is just like the Vince character is like the least interesting part of the show, and everything. Yeah, he's like a, he's arguably the worst character in. in it's like how they, it's how they, it's like how they cast a. They say they cast a season of The Bachelor where they just want the guy to be boring and all of the drama to come from all the girls. That's what the producers say. That's what the that's what Entourage is. Pretty much, Turtles way better than him. He's fine. He gets annoying. He gets very annoying. Yeah, he gets annoying. All right, he dude, does. stop crying. Like, shut up. Just go do yeah. Sloan. Like, go be with Sloan. Like, whatever. Yeah. I love you, Sloan. What an outkick. Yeah. He's Sloan. the bad guy in Up, Up, and Away. Really? Who, the guy who plays E? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin the guy who owes Jersey Jerry. Yeah, he owes Jersey yeah. Jerry money. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Conley. Um. All right. Love Nick Kinner, Nick Cannon, Medley, Maryland, person of the week. RDT. Uh, I've been binging Last Chance You. It's so good. I love that show. The new the new season is the uh, the second season of the basketball uh, team out in uh, East LA. If you haven't seen if you haven't seen the first, first season, go watch it. Um, the second one is great. I'm I'll probably finish it tonight. It's just so good. I love I love that show. I love any behind the scenes, mic'd up sports show like. <laughs> Hard knocks. I'd watch a, a, a volleyball, a high school volleyball team mic'd up, like a whole documentary on that. Any anything it mic'd up is just so much better. It's great. It's a very good show if you haven't watched it. Taylor wants to say something too. You want to? No, no, it's good. No, oh, it's good. I thought no, you were. Gonna... I have. Have you watched it? I haven't watched as much of the seasons of some of those as I would have liked. Just I just haven't, and they're right up my alley. The basketball one was much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, th- this one is really, it's really, really good because again, it's like right after the COVID. You know, they're still in COVID. Like the episode I just watched, um, guys are testing. They just had like nine people test positive. It's, it's. Oh, I love it so much. It sucks. It's only eight episodes. I want it to be like fifteen, but I'm, I'm excited to finish it. So, thanks. It's messy. It has to be messy. Couldn't be yeah. anybody else. He's the goat. Say it, Taylor. I want you to say it. Lean into the no, uh, wait. In terms of Ronaldo versus Messi or versus like Maradona and Pele, I'd have to think about that more. Just say it. He's better than Ronaldo. I'll take it. Yes, he he's better, more he accomplished. Is. Yeah, he's yep. better. Did you see the video of him going to his house today? Incredible. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, he's insane. He, he did it. Now, now the funny part about the messy run, and this is not me taking anything away from it. I'm just saying it's not. If Ronaldo pen merchants his way through all of those games, he gets absolutely crushed. Messi was lauded, but Messi was amazing. The whole, the, go ahead, go ahead. Keep your messy thing going. I, I hijacked it for a second there. No, I mean, that's pretty much it. He did. It's just a historic run. It's been an awesome storyline. It's the world's biggest stage in sports. And he, uh, he came through in a big way and on multiple occasions. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Awesome game. All time game. game, was game I, I would say I will, I will piggyback. And mine is that game. That is one of, that's the best sporting event of the year. The best singular sporting event of the year is that game. 
in 2022. I I couldn't. I was trying to think of something like comparable, and I'm sure another like, one's game. Bills, well, I, Bills, Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, Bills, Chiefs. I think is probably something that people would say, but that was like, I I think I said this in the. I don't remember if I said this in the group chat with you, Banks. Like I was. I, I had no dog in the fight. I was rooting for France just out of sheer, like, you know, having fun with you guys. But, like, I, I really had no – I was sweating, like, pacing around sweating in the final 20 minutes. It was mm-hmm. so incredibly good. And, like, one of the greatest sports talk radio, like, cliche torch passes you will ever see. Like, Messi – even though the older guy won, like, Messi wins. But Mbappe comes out looking like – a trillion bucks. He was incredible in the game. Like he made two PK too, but has the uh, you know amazing equalizer on the volley. Like he looked. Uh, the game had every. It had everything. It had everything. It's like a little bit of a shame it ended on PKs because you would have liked to see a team just win in regulation. But you thought that Argentina had it, and then and then France gets the PK. The World Cup was incredible, despite all of the Qatar stuff, which is bad and you would hope that they do not send it back to a country like that they absolutely will they're gonna freaking probably send it to saudi arabia in 2030 but hopefully they don't um it was the like you said netherlands argentina was amazing brazil croatia was amazing like so many of the knockout the semifinals were a little bit better it would have been nice but like tons of great stuff in the group stage saudi arabia beat argentina three and a half weeks ago I was gonna say like that like, that storyline got first, it was Argentina like one of the biggest lost stuff the ever. first game lost the first yeah. game lost the first game and then we're amazing after that it were incredible after that the scenes from Buenos Aires all this like drone footage and the street footage is just all time like it's so cool and it just shows you what this stuff means to those countries like it there is not any singular thing in America that would rally that fervent of support behind one thing i don't think like if the u.s was in the world cup final there would not be three and a half million people on the streets of new york today like just wouldn't happen different situation they just care more than and that's not like a reason that that's just it's just a religion it's a it's amazing it was so cool all the images from that what a game and then the announcer we're crying we're, like andres cantor yeah, andres cantor yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah 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 it was a fantastic, a fantastic sporting event happening at 10 a.m. And it, I felt bad for Fox because they had to do like the, all right, now we'll send it to Jacksonville, <laughs> and it's like, like that game. The trophy presentation the, switch over to FS1. Yeah, switch over, like, like, pop over this. to FS1. People are like fuck this. Nothing they can do about that. Like they've got to go to the NFL game, but like that game, and they're like, Here, here's yeah, Jets like, Lions. Yeah, like let's go to Kevin Burkhart. It literally like, was the Eagles or the uh, Cowboys Jags in this yeah, market. It was, it was tough. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was tough. So mm. nothing they could do. That's why I have FS1. But awesome World Cup, and it, this is why it's awesome. It's every four years because now it just builds and builds and builds, and that's why it means so much that Messi's wanted and you know stakes a claim as arguably the best guy ever. He's now in that. It's now him, Pele, and Maradona. Those are the three guys. Those are the three so, guys in the conversation. Someone- Someone had a good point, and they were like, the USA like couldn't have asked for much more with this World Cup, being like the team was pretty exciting. Um, and then again, Sunday, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, you had all of America tuned in watching it and like on the edge of their seat and like getting super excited for it, you know, because again, it was all over the timeline. Everyone was talking about it. And then the next time there's a World Cup game, 
It's going to be, you know, it's going to be here. So for sure. They and were like, you hope really worked out. The only thing that would be, the only thing would be better is if Messi could somehow make it four years from now and you'd have him like playing in these games that on would, U.S. soil, yeah. which he probably yeah. won't. He's 35, I think. I don't think he makes it. Maybe he does. But they created, I mean, the new star got created. Not, he wasn't, I mean, Mbappe is a worldwide superstar. But in terms of in this mm-hmm. country, accelerating that, I mean, if you watch that, and I mean, he is a, he has everything you want. Like, he's exciting. He's fearless. He's competitive. He plays for one of the best teams. And clutch. he's clutch. It. Yeah, he was, he was sensational. So, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, four years from now, these games are going to be here, which is, I hope non-soccer people buy in when the world cup is here because there's really no event in sports like it like it gets compared to the olympics but they're very different events i think in terms of how they like we are a very big olympics country like we see and so are tons but like we had dominated in so many things like the fun part for me now about the world cup is trying to figure out how the u.s can possibly like beat all of these countries where like this is the thing this is the thing everybody else in the world wants to win except for us. And I think we're starting to figure out that like, Oh, this would be like very, I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing event. It's just an amazing event. Mm-hmm. And that's not like, I hate the, like, like I, there was PTI. It was on at one point, like breaking it down. And, and Will Bond's like, I mean, how could we possibly, the best athletes not playing the sport is one of the dumbest arguments in the history of sports. Like, but we win at everything else. And we have, Athletes spread around. It's just because we're not as good as soccer as the rest of these countries. Maybe we'll get there. Great World Cup. That is mine. The World Cup and that game are mine. Any honorable mentions before we get to dead or alive? I would say the holiday season. Holiday happy holidays cheer. to you. Happy holidays to you and yours, guys. Holiday cheer. Also, New Year's is coming. RDT's favorite holiday. Uh, that's that, that's that's whatever. <laughs> whatever. I think. Didn't you? Am I wrong? And you got a? I don't like New Year's take. Is am I wrong about that? Did you go on that take? I feel like you've said that before. Maybe I'm making it's that sober. up. I you know, said I was, that. Oh, uh, maybe it was you, Banks. Somebody. I feel like we've talked about that. I definitely talked about it before. But yeah, I'm not big on it. It's a lot of fuss. I'm not into fuss. Interesting one with the Ravens game the day after at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With a Maryland basketball game on the road at four 30 tough scheduling. Don't like yep. that. Um, against Michigan, Hunter Dickinson, uh, dead or alive. Thanks. What do you got? Fred, Fred Willard. Died in 2020. Yeah. I think he's dead. He was he canceled. Too, and then he died. He died in 2020. He sure did. May of 2020, right? RDT yeah. nailed that. Why do I think you I know... just saw some TikTok because there was some TikTok and it was like celebrities you forgot died. And it was like Bob Saget. And it was like, what the fuck? Nobody <laughs> forgot. Like, nobody forgot Bob Saget died. Like, you know, it was like, it was like, and then the next, I swear to God, it was like Betty White. It was like, again, nobody forgot that Betty White died. Like Princess Diana. And I was like, what is this? What is going on? <laughs> Fred, Fred Willard was. Yeah, Fred Willard was one of them, and it was like died like May of 2020, and I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot he died. So that's why I know so much about Fred Willard. (laughs) Yeah, uh, May 15th, 2020. Yep, nailed it. Nailed it. Not my my best. See you, Fred. 
Uh, yeah, homie. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at my list, and some of these make me laugh. I could just go. I could get pretty dark with some of these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that next. We'll get to that next week. Yeah, this, this um, is the holiday season. I'll save you. Chico Conquo, eighty-four point three receiving grade this season, second highest among all tight ends according to PFF. He broke Good the record pick. for tight, Titans uh, rookie tight end receiving yards. Really? Why check? Yeah, it's like 300, 375. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a freshman of rookie. No, no, because he played on the uh, he played on the Redskins. That's right. That's right. That's it for this week's show. X52 podcast. We out. Um, we are going to try to do a uh, instant analysis. Obviously, it is Christmas Eve, so there's a variety. Of- <laughs> we talked about it before you got on, Banks. It may just be Taylor and I. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, you enjoy your church. Yeah, you enjoy okay. your church. We knew you 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 backed out. That's why. Well, we may have. I may have a window and RDT. Go may have spend a the day with the Lord or whatever you're doing. Yeah. You go, you know. I'm just trying to get down. to get to the pigs in the blanket, man. Yeah, you. Yeah, we 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 talked about this before. That was a shock to you. No, you are coming on. I don't care if you're coming on front live from from uh, the homily. That's gonna um, go over great. Father, interview Father Paul and see. Uh, yeah, see yeah, what yeah. Bring his him on. Are on. Bring there. him on. Uh, so yeah, we probably will just be. It might be a, a road game for me, technically, not not just because it's in Wisconsin, but anyways, carry on. Uh, yeah, we uh we may me and RDT may try to get something done quick because I don't know if we're then gonna jump in on Christmas Day and and do an instant analysis. Um, so we are gonna try to do one. If not, we'll be back for the weekly show next week. Although I will be down at the um Duke's Mayo Bowl starting on Monday, so. We shall see how we pull off podcasting next week as well <laughs> as, as things. As I was saying, I think I said this before you got on back to RDT. Like I have missed so many, so much Ravens football for like the last month and a half, just based on random things popping up right during the games. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to just watch the entire game on Saturday. That will Let's be just get, for me. Just oh, get uh, lock, those, get those are famous last you. words. Yeah, exactly. Something's going to happen. Now. I'm not going to see any of it. Um. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can. Words. I'm excited. I'm excited I'm, to watch the Ravens Falcons on Saturday. I'm trying to remember when I potted during the pinstripe bowl week. Was I on? When did we do it? Did we do I it? So. I don't remember what we did. I don't remember. Either. I have no idea. Go back. I think I, 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 think, I, I don't know. Because I've done it from a road trip before with you guys, but not. I don't remember doing it that week. Maybe we skipped the week. Maybe we skipped the holiday week last week. Uh, maybe we'll do that again. I don't know. I'll go back and look. I don't feel like we'd skip the week, but I'll go back and look. Um, thanks to our sponsors, Thud of the Midnight, uh, Jimmy Seafood, Fed Thrill. Appreciate them. And as I said, happy holidays to all of our listeners. Very much appreciate you listening throughout the year and enjoy the holiday time. Maybe listening to the X2 podcast, traveling around. It's good little, good little travel companion for you over the next couple of days. Very much appreciate everyone. Happy holidays to you and yours. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.